Welcome to today's podcast um, and our weekly update. I'm joined today by Madeline White, uh, Workplace Relations Consultant. Hi, Madeline. Hi, Maria. So um, today's podcast, we're going to go um, in depth into a particular topic, um, and we have a clue um, for you to um, to see on screen. Um, so for the people listening rather than watching, um, how would you describe this clue? So it looks like it's a poster for um, like a movie or a TV show called The, the Consultant. And there's an image of two men sitting across from each other uh, at a table. So based on that clue, what would you say is the subject of today's discussion? I think this is a first for me uh, in being able to say it with some confidence. I think I know what it is. Um, I think the name of the production gives a really good hint, the consultant. So I think we must be... Um, talking about um, the consultation clause under the new EBA. So, Maddie, you are right. <laughs> so we'll start with clause 30, consultation. So um, we'll put that up on screen. Um, so when does clause 30 apply? So it applies when an employer proposes a major change that may have a significant effect. So those terms are capitalised in the clause, which means they're defined. They are. So uh, major change is defined as a change in the employer's program, production, organisation, physical workplace, workplace arrangements, structure or technology that is likely to have uh, a significant effect on employees. Um, and significant effect includes but is not limited to termination of employment, changes in the size, composition or operation of the employee's workplace, workforce, including for outsourcing or skills required, alteration in the number of hours worked or reduction in remuneration, changes to classification, PD, duties or reporting lines, need for retraining or relocation, redeployment, transfer to another site or to other work, removal of an existing uh, amenity, removal or reduction of job opportunities, promotion opportunities or job tenure, changes to shifts, roster, rosters arising from the organisation change and impacts on the work for, uh, workload of an employee. So those definitions are in the agreement. So when we're considering the question, do I need to consult, uh, begin by asking whether it's a major change that has a significant effect. Yes, bearing in mind that those terms are quite broad. So, Maddie, the clause also defines the term consultation. It does. So, consultation means a genuine opportunity to influence the decision maker, but not joint decision making. It is not merely an announcement as to what is about to happen. Consultation includes an opportunity for affected employees and the union to provide written and verbal responses including alternative uh, proposals to mitigate or avert any adverse impacts on an affected employee. Consultation includes the timely provision of all relevant information and response. So consultation is a process that creates the space for a genuine opportunity to influence the de decision maker. That's right. It's a genuine opportunity to influence the decision maker uh, through a series of steps that must be complied with. So 
Um, is there an avenue to escalate the matter where there is a perceived delay? There is. Where a party believes that, that a delay in consultation is unreasonable, the matter may be referred to Fair Work Commission for determination. So can you take us through the consultation steps? The first step is to provide a change impact statement to the affected employees and the union. So you use the term affected employees. So who are the affected employees for the purposes of this consultation course? An affected employee is defined as an employee uh, on whom a major change may have a significant effect. And you've re referred to a change impact statement. So what information should be included in a change impact statement? So some obvious things may be uh, details of the proposed change, reasons for the proposed change, the uh, expected benefit of the change, measures the employer is considering that may mitigate or avert the effects of the proposed change, if, the rel if relevant to the proposed change, the existing and proposed position descriptions, including new roles, those of the affected employees or managers where reporting line change. So the course is more specific on the issue of position descriptions now. It is. Uh, whether or not PD should be provided was a common source of disputation that, genu that generally resolved with the PDs being provided. If uh, there are changes to a PD, the current and proposed PD should both be provided. So that's a change in the new term. Um, are there any other changes? Yes, clause 30.4L is a new term within the agreement. The clause provides that any concerns by an affected employee or their representative regarding whether the change impact statement complies with clause 30.4 will be raised as soon as practical, practical and where possible before step two. So this clause is not unique to this agreement. It was introduced to reduce the disputes that arise later in the process. Exactly. It is in everyone's interest that these processes are fair and efficient. The intent of this clause is to ensure that matters are raised as soon as possible rather than at the last minute. So the employer provides a change impact statement at step one. What does step two involve? An opportunity for the employees or their representatives to respond in writing. So as part of consultation, step three um, requires the employer to meet with the employees, the union and other nominated representatives. Um, could you outline what may be discussed in these meetings? Sure. Uh, the parties may discuss the proposed change, proposals to mitigate or avert the impact of the proposed change, any matter identified in the written proposal from the affected employee and or the union, and any other relevant matter raised by the union. So following the meetings, the employer must provide a response. That's right. The employer must give genuine consideration to the matters and provide a prompt response to the affected employees, uh, the union and where relevant other representatives. So once an employer provides a response, is there an opportunity for the affected employees, uh, the union or other representatives to provide an alternative proposal? Yeah, so step five provides for this. It states that at this point, the consultation process, the party may submit alternative proposals, which take into account uh, the intended objective and benefits of the proposal. So what occurs if the parties are satisfied with the proposal put forward by the employer? Must an alternative be submitted? No, uh, the clause states that an infected em employee, union or other representative may submit alternative proposals there is no obligation to do so, though. So the next um, step is step six, which outlines the outcome of consultation. 
So at this stage, the employer will give prompt and genuine consideration to matters arising from consultation. An employer is required to advise the affected employees, the union and other nominated representatives in writing of the outcome. So what may be included in this correspondence? So the response may include uh, whether the employer intends to proceed with the change proposal, any amendment to the change proposal arising from consultation, details of any measures to mitigate or avert the effects of the change on affected employees, and a summary of how matters uh, that have been raised by the effective employees, the union and their representatives, including any alternative proposal, have been taken into account and implement and the implementation strategy and proposed timeframes of any proposed change. So when can the change be implemented? The change can only be implemented following the uh, conclusion of consultation under this clause. The parties may rely on the dispute settling procedure at clause 11 of this agreement if there are any disputes regarding obligations under this clause. That's right. So that takes us to clause 30A, which is about consultation about changes to roster of hours of work. Um, and then what's changed in this clause? So under the heading, there's an expl explanation as to when clause 30A applies, and it specifically states that this clause 38 applies where a change to regular rosters or ordinary hours of work, which may impact upon an employee, particularly in relation to their family and caring responsibilities, does not constitute major change in accordance with subclause 30.2C. So why do the bargaining parties believe this addition was necessary? So this was included to reduce the disputation of this clause by providing clarity on when it applied the clause, uh, as it was previously drafted, resulted in some confusion as to when the clause applied. So to be clear, when there is a need to consult about changes to rosters or hours of work, um, parties do not need to follow the six-step process outlined in Clause 30 that we just discussed. Correct. So where an employer is consulting about changes to rostered, roster of hours of work, what must be considered? So the employer must uh, consider the health and safety impacts included, uh, including workload and fatigue, provide to the employee or employees affected and their union or representative if any information about the proposed change, uh, for example, information about the nature of the change to the employee's regular roster or ordinary hours of work, workload and when that change uh, is proposed to commence, invite the employee or employee employees affected and their union or representative, uh, if any, to give their views about the impact of the proposed change, including any impact in relation uh, to their family or caring responsibilities, and give consideration to any views about the impact of the proposed change that is given by the employee or employees concerned and or their representatives. So there is an exception to this process. Uh, what is that? Uh, the requirement to consult under this clause does uh, not apply when an employee has irreg uh, irregular, sporadic, unpredictable working hours or self-rostering. All right, so thank you so much for taking us through the consultation clauses today, Maddie. Um, Thanks, Maria.